Hello. Welcome to Lights, Carry Action. I'm Carrie Morrison, your film buff friend, and I'm here to give you brief reviews that are spoiler-free so you don't have to do any research. So grab a cup of tea and sit on down and let's get to it. It's a little bit weird why I'm recording right now because I got new blackout blinds in my room and currently I've got that down as well as the blinds down so the world must look like I am such a hermit (laughs) with the light trying to come through but I'm like no I want to be in perpetual darkness so this week's theme is about sex work and it's to do with different women who are in the sex industry in different ways so obviously if you've got kids around you just no put on some headphones it's probably not a good idea i mean i'm trying to not be explicit but with trailers you know they they're not the most sensitive to children in the world so with that being said let's get on to the first film of the week i think it's really great to like support females particularly um female entrepreneurs cool in the future <laughs> great awesome danielle Danielle! Please, Sonia! Moira's here, and her daughter's Stephanie. Jessica. Whatever. You should really talk to her, you know? No. It's just a job. Hi! Hi, Mom. I'm so sorry for your loss. The first film we're looking at is Shiva Baby, released technically last year, but it's making the rounds now in probably like the last couple months. Written and directed by Emma Seligman, and it's about Danielle, who is a sugar baby. And we start the day with her with... A, a, a frequent client and she has to go to a shiva where all the family are gathered and she finds out that not only is one of her sugar daddies at this shiva the client also has a wife and a baby max worked for your father years ago really just try to behave yourself today i'm not gonna blow him in the bathroom why do you keep looking over there Hi, I'm Kim Beckett. I don't think she's pretty. Malibu Barbie is not pretty. I mean, she's just like basic. Oh, and I should say, Shivas are a Jewish tradition. It's like like after a funeral, you have the wake, but this is a lot more traditionally Jewish uh, procedure where everyone comes together and they eat loads of food and then they have the rabbi giving the morning kind of prayer at the end to pay your respects. So here's what fascinates me. This film is supported by so many companies. Like the logo sequence is a minute long and not just because they're very drawn out or anything, but because there are so many companies invested in this. And there are so many producers on this as well. And yet not only is the film only 78 minutes long, it's it's not that long, but it is so brilliant There are aspects to this kind of story where it could feel predictable, it could feel cringe, it can feel so many things. And yet in those moments, rather than cringing at the story, you're cringing for Danielle, who's played absolutely brilliantly by Rachel Sennett. Her and her family are constantly having to lie to family friends about her lifestyle, where she wants to go. So she's become so so numb to the idea of living her true self that she just feels completely detached from social interactions and it's really funny the script is really great in terms of the way the story weaves us and also it's just funny i think also what was a surprise to me was also the lgbtq representation 
it doesn't take full dominance in the film, but I think the conversations that come from Danielle's sexuality, it's really interesting. And everyone in this film was being so earnest and real with their characters. That That's what made the film so compelling. And also the music was really great as well. Really understood the atmosphere and in the more tense moments it really felt like you personally the viewer were going to snap at any moment uh, the composer was ariel marx and i'm also going to say the cinematography was maria rouge the cinematography was great as well like fairly standard i should say at the beginning but then when you can see danielle starting to basically fall apart it's reflected really well in the cinematography but for something that is 78 minutes long it is an absolute gem in terms of its story and the way it's directed and the way it's technically done it is a really wonderful film and obviously it covers some themes that may not be great for all the family but i think in terms of the way it depicts sex work she did, she never compromises herself for that obviously she keeps it under wraps because of family and society pressures there's no depiction of her feeling any shame for it which i think is really great now let's get on to our second film of the week. And this one is interesting, I'm going to say. Yes? Um, hi, I'm here about the ad in the paper. What's your name? Tiffany. What's your real name? So the next film we are talking about is Jezebel, released in 2019. It's a Netflix film written and directed by Numa Perrier, who also plays not the main character, but the main character's sister. And this is apparently based on a true story or Numa Perrier's own experiences, where 19-year-old Tiffany is living with her sister, her boyfriend, and also their brother. It's all crammed, not great. The boyfriend is like, you need to move out and get a job. So she does. Tiffany takes up the name Jezebel to work for a cam girl company. They don't stick these on people's doors who pay the rent. Well, maybe if you work some time, it will be paid. So here's my main problem with it, okay? It, the film is not finished. I can't even say it feels like it's not finished because it just plainly isn't. It ends at a really odd time there are loads of loose threads or ideas that could have been explored that just end up getting cut short or just are never touched on again so you think this film is going to go one way and then it just completely doesn't i'm just so baffled by this but i think what made me stick with it was because of tiffany to neil's portrayal of tiffany she had such a awkward nervous energy and you can see her fully embracing herself and her sexuality later on in the film as she becomes more confident as a cam girl and similar to shiva baby she's not ashamed of her job i mean the men in the story very much pass judgment on her and her sister is a phone sex operator so the two have this bond of their experiences working in the sex industry and those moments between them in particular were what made the film bearable is too harsh but you didn't really feel like you were in safe hands when watching it because you weren't sure where the film was going the script wasn't really guiding you towards anything you were just watching scene after scene whether they were good or not 
for something that is 10 minutes longer than Shiva Baby, which I just said was a really great case of storytelling within a very short space of time, this one really didn't manage it. And you can tell it didn't get the budget the script had wanted it to be because there are scenes that probably should have been shown but because they don't have the funding to shoot in a hospital or in a different set it's based in two rooms essentially like two buildings so that's why I think the film feels less like a film I just think this film needed more time, it needed more money, and I think a story that would have been really great and really interesting was ultimately let down by a lack of support. Now, let's get on to the last film of the week, and yes, this film is iconic. When I told my mum I was covering this film, she was so surprised I had never seen this because she has watched it over 50 times. Welcome to Hollywood. Everybody comes to Hollywood, got a dream. What's your dream? When I was a little girl, I would pretend I was a princess trapped in the tower, and then this knight on a white horse would come charging up and rescue me. Could you tell me how to get to Beverly Hills? Sure, for five bucks. You can't charge me for directions. I can do anything I want to, baby. I am lost. All right, okay. You'll change for 20? For 20, I'll show you a person. I have finally watched Pretty Woman, released in 1990, directed by Gary Marshall, written by J.F. Lawton. And it stars Richard Gere, who plays a, I'm going to say on the plot description, wheeler dealer. He meets Vivian, who is a sex worker as a prostitute, and he asks her to stay with him for a week as he has a really important business deal and thinks, oh, Vivian would be great as a way to make him seem more human, I suppose. And obviously, it's a rom-com. doesn't go the way things plan. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand me? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city, for that matter. They're two people who have no business being together. Everybody is trying to land him. Well, I'm not trying to land him. I'm just using him for sex. Just doing a little business. <laughs> Company I'm buying this week, I'm getting for the bargain price of about one billion. A billion dollars? Your folks must be really proud, huh? Everything was going their way. Well done! Well done! Whoop, whoop, whoop! Until... So, I went into this film... Because you hear the odd thing now and then about films like Pretty Woman and how problematic it can be. And I, when I went into it, I did have very low expectations which is quite harsh. Ultimately, I liked it, but I think the really weird depictions of sex workers was very dated. There's this whole idea throughout of people who work in the sex industry are forced to because of lack of money and they always want to get out and they always want to be rescued which the idea of that is challenged a little bit in this film but I think it's still the idea of women don't want to do it or they are they're just really dependent on drugs and don't get me wrong there are people who end up in those situations and it's really horrible but there are people out there who genuinely go into it and there and there's a lot more legit ways of doing it now and it's not this whole thing of if you're in sex work, then, you know, you're morally corrupt or sort of thing. So I don't think it was very broadly minded in terms of how it really depicted sex work. 
And yes, it does uh, challenge it the tiniest bit, but it wasn't really enough for me. And you can tell when people come away from this film, they still come off with the idea of being a sex worker is bad, which is not really the case for everyone. I will say, though, Julia Roberts is an absolute treasure in this film. I loved her. Richard Gere felt really weird to me. I, he, I know this whole thing, he's meant to be this really slimy guy. And then throughout the course of the film, you start to see his sensitivity. But the entire time, I just found him really creepy. And this whole thing of he basically insults Vivian and then does a big romantic gesture at the end. It's like... But you still haven't really accepted the class disparity between you and how you ultimately have the power over the relationship. It's almost like, you know, I am going to teach you the ways of humanity because you're a sex worker. So you're not really a human being and keep on like telling her to stop fidgeting and all these things. Anyway, there's, there's a whole feminist argument to be made about this film. And ultimately, obviously, costumes are absolutely fantastic. And they were done by Marilyn Vance, Daniel J. Lester and Carlan Passman. This film is enjoyable. I'm not going to say it isn't, but I think it is a film that got away from being criticised. Now, those are all the films I watched this week. And I think it's, it's probably not a really big surprise to anyone. I loved Shiva Baby and I think people should... Go and watch it when they can. I hope the films we picked this week showed a vast array of people's relationship with the sex industry because I have just feel that it's important to broaden the mindset of how people think of people who are sex workers. But that is everything for this week. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That would be very nice. There is also a Patreon and the link to that will be in the show notes. It's only £1 a month. It would be very nice if you could support it. And you can keep up to date with the podcast at Lights Carry Action on Instagram and also on my personal Twitter at Carrie Jomo. But that is everything for this week. Take care and stay safe.